Welcome to the daily objective. Um, so today's topic will be um, the explosion in the hospital and the fake news around it and the history of fake news uh, by the terrorist side. And uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, just a couple of quick updates on what's going on in Israel. Of course, the, the main story is, is this uh, hospital story. Uh, but another major story is uh, Joe Biden, the U.S. president, um, visited Israel. Uh, I, I, I think I should probably repeat what I said yesterday in, uh, in, or the day before when the reality show uh, title question in the title was, uh, is America Israel's closest ally? And the answer is yes, closest as in closer than all the others. Uh, are they fully supporting Israel? Uh, so that that's that's uh, that's a question to ask. Uh, so uh, some of the rhetoric by Joe Biden is uh, he said, um, unlike the Holocaust, this time we're not going to just stand by, uh, which is, you know, it, it's uh, very nice to hear. But on the other hand, uh, another bit of news that comes out uh, today, I don't think it's a coincidence that it happens when uh, Biden is there, is that Israel will allow humanitarian aid into Gaza uh, from Egypt. Now, again, this, this humanitarian aid is not in exchange for anything. The hostages are still there. There's no sign of life other than that one propaganda video of one hostage. Uh, Israel isn't getting anything in return. There were some who were saying, uh, you know, we can send humanitarian aid in in exchange for the hostages and otherwise starve them. And and if the people, the, the so-called innocent civilians uh, are also starving, will have the innocent civilians uh, stand up to Hamas and uh, and demand the release of the hostages. But, of course, that isn't happening. Israel is giving its enemies uh, the, the fuel that they need to keep fighting. Um, in the north, Hezbollah is doing what uh, Hamas has been doing for years before the, the big attack on October 7th. They're, they're doing these little bombings, uh, little rockets fired here and there. Uh, I believe six Israelis have died so far. Uh, there have been injuries. And, uh, you know, you hear a lot about Palestinians who have to evacuate their homes. Uh, you haven't heard of the, I don't know if it's nearly 100,000 or over 100,000 Israelis who have had to evacuate their homes, both from the Gaza Strip area, uh, everybody, or almost everybody has left that area, and from the north, from uh, a few kilometers from the border, Israelis are are being told to leave because they expect that, again, all Israel is trying to do is to prevent stuff from happening from the north. And once they can't prevent something, whether it's a rocket or terrorist um, uh, infiltration, then people will be at risk. So, uh, you know, when you uh, have the option of fighting and knowing that if you fight fully, you're going to win or running away, uh, Israel is choosing the latter. All right. Uh, if that's not infuriating enough, we're going to get to today's uh, today's topic. So yesterday there was an explosion in a hospital in uh, the northern part of Gaza, the part where uh, Israel has uh, told Palestinians to evacuate. And uh, immediately Hamas released a, a statement saying um, that uh, Israel bombed that hospital that 500 people died. Uh, you know, this is uh, um, 
misinformation on every level. Now, we don't know how many actually died, but we know that if 500 people die, it takes time to actually, uh, you know, put out the fire, count the bodies. Um, but it didn't matter. Uh, the news news uh, outlets around the world reported this as fact, because I guess they saw the atrocities on October 7th. They saw the videos of Hamas, uh, you know, holding people hostage, burning people alive, beheading babies, raping women, and thought these people are trustworthy, so much so that we're going to take them at their word for anything they say. Um, and of course, the IDF, uh, Israel made the mistake of taking their time and actually checking the facts before saying, no, actually, this is a rocket that uh, failed at, at launch and fell on the hospital. And of course, Hamas hides their uh, their weapons in places like hospitals and schools because they know Israel doesn't bomb those places. And uh, when one of parts of one of their own rockets fell on it, there was a massive explosion and a, and a huge fire. Uh, all right, Mark, I'm going to go to you. I have more to say about this, but I can uh, I can go on a rant here. And uh, yeah. well, I don't know that I'm going to be any different. Um, I am I'm blown away by the way events are turning. I, I mean, you're on predicted it. We predicted it here. There seems to be there seems to be a pattern to these conflicts. You know, there's a there's a, often if the if the brutality is savage enough, but it has to be super savage for the world community to acknowledge that Hamas or one of these terrorist organizations has done something awful. There's an outpouring of sympathy, but then once the victim begins to fight back in a way that shows self-esteem with intention to end the violence permanently, the world community starts to uh, constrict and tighten and, and be afraid of what that looks like. Um, and of course, the pathological societies that are these criminal organizations, these terrorist organizations, exploit that timidity in the face of extreme violence um, and use it in a propaganda war to enhance and promote that very same activity. So once the once once retaliation starts, it's whoa, 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 slow down. Ah, don't do that. Oh, don't do that. Um, of course, it's impossible for a victim to defend himself with a referee on the outside telling him he can't do the things he needs to do to end the threat. Um, it's just it's it's disappointing to see the rhetoric of Benjamin Netanyahu, which is we're going to obliterate Hamas, we're going to end them, and then to watch him capitulate slowly. But we knew this was going to happen. It's it's a shame to watch uh, our own president and our secretary of state talk tough and then go over there and actually sit down with the boss and sit down with, Pal you know, Palestinian terrorist organizations and attempt to negotiate with them. Um, it, it's I think what we have to get to the heart of is why this is happening. I mean, I think objectivists are the ones who have the actual answers as to why this is happening. Um, but it's it's going to happen over and over again. I'm, 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 I've lost I've lost uh, faith that even Israel has the self-esteem to defend itself fully against the insane people out there. And what's even more troubling, sorry to go on a rant again, is how widespread the, the acceptance of Palestinian violence has become. 
So I think this is we owe this to decades of anti-colonialist education that sort of imbued our 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 youth, our Gen uh, Gen Zers and millennials with this concept that Israel uh, and, and any Western culture is is colonial, and that colonialism is connected to a type of oppression and violence that should be fought by any means necessary. And so you have the irony of quote unquote leftist supposed people who are peaceniks um, celebrating the beheading of children and the raping of women, advocating for it, and even saying something like, we are Palestine. For anybody who thinks there's a distinction between the population that elected Hamas and supports them by about 80% and the terrorists themselves, um, it's it's too difficult to tell the differences there if there is one, and it's not your responsibility to tell the difference. It's your responsibility to end the threat. I'm super pissed. Super pissed. Well, uh, you you <laughs> posed the question of whether Israel still has the self esteem to defend itself. I think they lost that after 1967. In, in 73, uh, I think they faced an existential threat and didn't face it properly. And it's only gotten worse since. But uh, <clears throat> so John Wass yesterday on the reality show made a point about how, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the enemy is using our morality against us. And of course, the, not our morality as an objectivist, but the Western, uh, you know, commitment to altruism uh, and, this is a great example of that uh, because this propaganda, uh, you know, this propaganda machine works, you know, works perfectly. Uh, something like this happens. Hamas, you know, Hamas is prepared. This is what they live for. Uh, you know, they, I, I've said in the past, I don't know if this is quite accurate, but I've said, you know, the only thing they love more than dead Israeli children is dead Palestinian children because it, it, uh, it you know, they're, they're it mobilizes their um, their useful idiots in the West, in the media, among politicians, among uh, academics, and uh, of course, this was no different. They immediately started. The immediate the blame was immediately put on Israel. That that uh, the uh, claim that it, this was an Israeli missile was not questioned. Uh, the claim of five hundred uh, dead was not was not questioned. Uh, there was this press conference with the um, the the head of the hospital surrounded by bodies. You know, in in, in normal countries, the the hospital isn't involved in 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 propaganda. But um, you know, this is not a this is not a normal. It's not a country. They're not normal. They're evil. And of course, the the West is uh, uh, aiding and abetting them. And uh, there was so I I want to remind people of one of the great um, Palestinian misinformation campaigns, which was. In 2000, and I believe it was two, when, uh, um, yeah, I, I believe after March 2002, where pretty much every day there was a terrorist attack in Israel, Israel went on a uh, ground operation in the West Bank. Uh, they went into the town of Jenin, which is a terrorist hotbed, and um, immediately uh, you saw headlines around the world that the number 500 was also thrown there, 500 Palestinians dead, massacre, and so on. Uh, Israel didn't say much in response. Later on, when when the facts came out months later and the propaganda, you know, had already uh, uh, done its its job, 
the actual numbers came out, which was 52 people were dead on the Palestinian side, most of whom were terrorists. 23 soldiers, IDF soldiers were dead. Um, you know, Israel, I think, should have bombed that uh, that area from, from, uh, from above, not sacrificed 23 of its own soldiers. Probably more than 500 would have been dead. But uh, it doesn't matter. The the propaganda machine works, and and uh, it works, um, you know, with with this with this uh, help and necessary part of it, which is uh, the the people who are on the side of the terrorists in the West. Yeah, and with the people who are on the, the innocent dupes, and I I don't know how many of those constitute the 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 folks who are on the side of the terrorists in the West. I'm sure many college students are are dupes. What they don't realize is that Hamas, Islamic Jihad, Hezbollah, uh, the 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 state of Iran, not the, not necessarily the people who are actually actually resisting the mullahs, but the mullahs in Iran are pathological. They're pathotypes. They are sociopaths. They have no conscience. They have they have a they have a a convenient relationship with right and wrong, and they are they are not and they love to use. Um, misinformation and lies because the only thing that matters is winning to them that's it they are that type of person the type of person that you see in the movies oftentimes portrayed as you know the head of a corporation that's these guys and um and that makes them an extremely formidable uh, opponent to fight for anybody who lacks self-esteem because that's what they use to win they use your self-doubt your your inability to 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 connect to the brutality of what they are and to the need to actually fight to defend yourself. You can only fight people like that if you're sure of your mind, if you're sure of the evidence of your senses, if you're sure of the course of action you must take to survive. And there's none of that certainty here. It's been undone as you sort of implied by altruism. Altruism is the big enemy here. It's the, it's the, it's the moral compass that the sociopaths use to, to uh, direct all of the action in the in the ways that they want it to go. Well, you mentioned you mentioned college uh, <clears throat> students, and yeah, you know, by and large, uh, when you're young, you can get away with things. You have an excuse. You can maybe grow up and uh, and uh, you know make amends. Um, I saw this video of a uh, college professor from Cornell. Uh, I think he is way past the point of uh, of having any excuses on this. Let me actually just tell you his name because I have it here. It's um, Russell Russell Rickford from Cornell. I I uh, tweeted or quote tweeted the video of him in a um, at a pro Hamas rally talking about the atrocities, specifically about the atrocities, and saying it was exhilarating. You know, you repeated that word, exhilarating, um, and uh, saying something about how this is a challenge to the monopoly on, on violence. Uh, and again, this is somebody who is teaching at university. When you send your kids to university, you probably hope that they will uh, turn out to become better human beings in, in many respects. Uh, if they are going to uh, classes with people like this and he's not the only one, then that will not be the case. And and uh, again, this is what, what I say about the propaganda machine. It has uh, so many different levels and, and uh, it's it's not some conspiracy because it's out there in the open. You know, it, this is uh, uh, 
a professor will say stuff like this and some people will buy it you know uh, you can you can hear in the speech uh some people are uncomfortable it seems like some people are uncomfortable with what he's saying uh, but some people are applauding um and uh again they're applauding the actual atrocities that uh he is he's he's talking about so Razi, does it does it feel to you like it's 1930 again? I really, I, I really feel like we're in in the ascendancy of a this of a this a despicable per type of collectivism that we've seen before. So, to an extent, uh, I I would say it has felt like that before because every time something happens in that region you see those people coming out but yeah the fact that they're coming out in full force and again the fact that they're coming out with scenes that are out of the holocaust the the, the stuff that happened is the kind of things that the nazis did and the nazis didn't have twitter to uh, uh post it on or or telegram or whatever wherever it's posted uh but the fact that these people are laughing they're bragging they're they're celebrating what they're doing and and that you have hundreds of thousands of people going out uh, on the streets. You know, I uh, I never say things like you know as a Jew or stuff like that. I uh, I don't identify as a Jew in any way. I don't uh, follow the religion, as you know. But uh, my last name alone, you know, they're not going to ask me. Do you uh, do you you know keep kosher if they're if they're coming for uh, people with uh, with a Jewish last name? So yeah. In, in that sense, I fear it as well. And uh, in the general sense of uh, uh, Jewish last name or not, I don't want to see the world descend into uh, what we saw in the in the last uh, the previous century. But yes, I am afraid that in, in many ways we are going there. I mean, there's just such wide acceptance of the narrative the Palestinians put out. The, the one thing that they are very good at is a command of social media they, I think they pay bots in Malaysia. They pay people in Malaysia to pile on anybody who supports Israel. I've been in that situation. I've seen the way they pile on you. They use the same memes. They use the same statistics, fake statistics. They use the same fake maps. They decontextualize everything. Um, and if you have a half a brain cell, it's not too hard to work your way through that stuff. But most people are just one uh not not interested in doing the work and two succumbing to the 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 pressure of the mob because they pile on you and it makes you feel like there's a lot of people who believe something that you don't you must be wrong again a lack of self-confidence with respect to what's good what isn't good what's right what's what's true what isn't true um and it's really disturbing i mean because do, do, do you feel like this is a, I mean, this feels like a linchpin moment. I mean, uh, if Israel does not take out Hamas um, after the type of breach that happened, which is unprecedented, I, I, do, do you foresee something, a terrible type of domino effect in, 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 the, um, in the Middle East? And certainly America, we have a carrier or two over there, over there but we're not going to do anything. I think this is a major step towards the end of Israel's existence if Israel doesn't set out three goals in this war and achieve them, which is uh, the complete destruction of Hamas, the complete destruction of Hezbollah, and the removal of the Iranian regime. Those have to happen in this operation. Now, it, the, I guarantee you Israel isn't even thinking about doing anything against Iran, and that's part of the problem. Uh, 
and, and a point on social media. So uh, earlier this month, you and I uh, did an event together in San Diego for the local objectivist community. We were talking uh, on the phone the next day uh, and the topic of Twitter or X uh, came up. And I, I told you, how, how do you, I, I asked, how do you deal with that? Like it would, you know, it would dealing with starting to argue with these people that I see there, like would depress me, would ruin my day if I, if I spent 10 minutes on it. Now I've, spent the last two weeks uh on on twitter and uh and and one of the things that i saw uh last night after after the facts came out was uh you would see everywhere the uh the pro hamas people um say well uh how does an explosion that big happen if it's not a bomb it doesn't happen oh my god oh my god that one killed me go ahead and there was another one which was uh they already admitted it and there was uh and then they would uh give this screenshot of an israeli uh twitter influencer who said uh you know the idf uh, uh bombed this hospital who you know also bought into the hamas lie at first and then he deleted that tweet and then he explained uh you know this is the news that came out we've seen the facts since but uh but yeah they they so they'll latch on to anything and again um you know i have zero expectation of of uh, the terrorist in gaza uh the random uh people around the world tweeting but when i see the news reporting this as news. The mainstream, again, I was watching Sky News. They were reporting this as fact hours after the actual facts came out. Um, you see the UN condemning it even more hours after, something like 10 hours later. Um, yeah, and, and by the way, there's still, I checked about an hour ago, Jeremy Corbyn's tweet condemning Israel for this is still up. I, I haven't checked uh, Ilhan Omar, but I would take a wild guess to say that it isn't. And, and, um, and Talib, yeah. I mean, the you know, the whole squad is unified in repeating the same lies. And and they understand that the more they repeat the lies, the more it becomes embedded in the culture and it becomes like the truth and it becomes harder to combat. So, I mean, that's just Machiavellian in the extreme. It's just evil. That's that's a pathotype right there. That's what a pathotype does. It's gaslighting in the extreme. Yeah, and by the way, it's it's an important topic to talk about. A few days ago, we talked about uh, we had an episode Israel's enemy within. We were talking about specifically B'Tselem, but in general, the the uh, uh, which is an organization uh, that works for I would say in in a sense is a is a mouthpiece for the terrorists, but is so called human rights organization. Uh, we will have an episode America's enemy within, hopefully tomorrow. But again events could uh, could change our, our schedule because I do want to talk about the fact that you do have uh you know even though a, a Democrat president is is being as supportive to Israel as we can expect somebody today not not nearly as supportive as we'd like but uh but within his party there are people like uh, Rashida Tlaib like uh Ilhan Omar and that that alone is something scary that uh what's that... what's even worse about uh, the omar situation is she was elected by you know a large a large uh muslim population and the, and a, a portion of that population in, De in dearborn had a massive rally for uh, immediately following the the murder of jews <clears throat> so i don't i don't imagine that her constituency is going to make her pay for it if they're on her side ideologically 
Yes. Now, a massive rally doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the, the, still most people are not in that rally. You would hope that uh, that uh, she would be made to pay for it. I, I I don't know, because, again, like she she has to be reelected every two years. Right. How, how long has she been there? She's been there for quite a few years. So she has been reelected. And, and even when she was originally elected, she, there were tweets of hers uh, from the past about Israel. So uh, and uh Look, the, uh, yeah, the squad has an air of invincibility around it. It has an air of, you know, being the young movers and shakers who are hip with uh, social media and they've garnered massive followings and they are despicable human beings. Yeah. Um, Anne says in the in the chat that Omar's post is still up. That's not a surprise at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's another thing. You notice, you, you notice that. Uh, one of the advantages that a sociopath has or these pathotypes have is that they never apologize for what they've done. They never take back what they've done. And for some, um, I mean, that's just a, a, a terrible uh, character flaw in my view. But for some people, that makes them uh, that that gives them an air of certainty, unshakable certainty that intimidates folks. It enrages me. It makes me really pissed makes me more inclined to fight um but for some it's intimidating yeah and it's it's really it's shocking when you think about when you think about how the human mind should work and you should be able to look back i i remember years ago i was thinking about a tweet from like a year and a half earlier and thought that i i uh missed you misused the term free speech there and i went back and deleted that tweet uh and and uh, yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if these people ever delete the tweets uh, accusing Israel of what we now know is is uh, was done by uh, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Um, yeah, and, and of course, in, in yesterday's uh, Twitter wars, part of what I saw was, again, this uh, Israeli influencer who, who at the first moment bought the Palestinian lie, tweeted about it, then deleted it and explained, which is the right thing to do when you make a mistake. But uh, uh, but no, I mean, when when your whole uh, approach to life is is uh, a mistake as a starting point, which is uh, which is what, where, where these people are, then uh, everything within that is is legitimate by uh, by their values. Uh, I mean, tough times, man. Uh, the only thing we can do is keep putting the message out there and trying to get people to think rationally about this and trying to get people to stand up for good and to realize that sometimes standing up for good and right is not pretty. You're going to have to you're going to have to strengthen your resolve. You're going to be afraid to do it because you're liable to get hurt while you're doing it. But the long term effect of not doing it is far, far, far worse. Yeah, and at the Ayn Rand Center UK, we will continue to do this. We will continue to uh, be here every day, including weekends with the Daily Objective. Uh, the reality show is only on uh, weekdays for now, but we are only covering this topic for the time being. If you think this uh, uh, episode is is valuable or anything else we've done on this topic, please share it. If you think it's, it might help anybody, any individual, you know, it's not just uh, sharing on Facebook and and tweeting and retweeting if there's anybody who you think is uh uh you know has bought some of the lies there are many out there you can buy just a few of them uh if you think somebody has bought into some of them and this might help them uh, reconsider then please consider sharing that with them uh did we have we had a super chat from apollo zeus i'm not sure i 
mention that, but thank you, Apollo. And uh, we will be live with the reality show in a few minutes, uh, like two minutes. We will be talking about Israel versus Israelis. Yes, I stole that title from Dr. Peikoff, uh, who, did a, who did a talk, America versus Americans, uh, during and the therein, so-called and, there, and therein lies the rub. Therein lies the rub. It's the, the, the decent and the virtuous are dissenting against one another, torn, conflicted. There's no unanimity of ethics. And so we are more or less helpless in front of an enemy who is united and certain in ethically, even though they're evil. Yeah. Um, so we will uh, we will be on that show for in like a minute and a half. Uh, I'll see you then. And of course, the uh, the Daily Objective and the reality show go back to their normally scheduled time tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Mark, for joining me today. Thanks, everybody. And thank we'll you. see you over on the reality show. Peace. Bye.